At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean, Vanessa, and Jared. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. I'm Jared Haven, joined by the wonderful Vanessa Grimaldi, all the way from Montreal. Mark and Easton are in studio. We have a couple wonderful guests that are in studio right now. One, well, why don't you introduce yourself? Am I a guest now? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's been great. so long, I, I didn't even recognize you. Come on the podcast. Holy but. <laughs> crap. Dean is back in studio, which is very exciting. He's finally in Los Angeles, and we have an amazing guest who's sitting right next to me. Blake Hortzman, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Yay. <laughs> a man who truly needs no introduction at all. It's nice to have a fellow single person on the podcast. There we go. Yeah. yeah, you're outnumbered Yeah, that's right. You. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're always outnumbered, two to one. And then Easton is married. Mark is married. Oh, wow. And, oh, come on, Dean. Oh, Dean. It's, it's <laughs> nice that we have more numbers on the single side now. Yeah, but you know what that means. You just got to go back on Paradise. Uh, <laughs> oh. Why are we, what are we doing with these? Sorry. Let's gang up on Dean. Come on. <laughs> no, let's, uh, Blake, we don't have for you too long. Uh, but what's going on in your life, Blake? Are you dating anybody? Uh, you, I, no, I am single. I am single, single right now. Yes, I am. I am. I am dating. How great is being single? Trust me, I live vicariously through Dean now. Um, the only person you have to worry about is yourself. You don't have to worry about what people are thinking, what other, where other people want you to be at any time, what you're cooking for dinner no, that night. healthy relationships are not supposed to be like that anyway. Well, but Blake, I want to ask you, so since you're so close to Jason and he's dating Caitlin, yes. has Caitlin tried hooking you up with any of her friends? Uh, No, actually. Not really. No? Now that I think about it, it's kind of bitchy of her. Yeah, I'm kind of mad at it. Yeah, yeah, I think about it. This is ridiculous. Calling her out. Have you been? Because she lives in Nashville, right? Yeah. So have you visited? And I'm sure Jason's been to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I've been out there twice with him, actually, in Nashville. 
hanging out with them. So she's just holding out. She's not introducing you to any of the friends. No, you know, I think Jason's actually trying to hook me up with some of her friends, but now I think about it, Caitlin has it. <laughs> Nobody from the Bachelor franchise, huh? She's trying to hook you up with? I'm trying to think of anybody that comes to mind, well, just, I'm being I mean, honest. Even just well, wait, would you date anyone in the Bachelor franchise? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not like against dating anybody in the Bachelor franchise, right. you know? I'm like open to it, so if yeah, right you're person. open to everybody. Yeah, you exactly. don't discriminate. No, I don't discriminate. Are you going to be on Paradise? We'll see. We'll see. That well, that's is... a yes. Exactly. Well, that's, that's, that's a lot of time left. Three months from now. Would there know? be any reason for you not? I mean, obviously, you're in exactly. a relationship. Like I'm kidding myself. If I'm single, I'll probably go on Bachelor in Paradise. You get to go like, hang out on a beach for a month. Everybody I talk to who've done it or not done it, they're like, yeah, of course you're going to. Like, why wouldn't I? Wouldn't do it if I were you. No, you're the first person. He's lying. That's all I needed was one person to say no. He's lying, and you want. Know how I know he's lying? Because when you're down at that beach, you're gonna see this asshole walk down the stairs like two weeks after you. Do it. it. Well, um, (laughs) just take take these words of advice, Blake. Don't get yourself into a love triangle because I promise that one will come back and bite you in the butt. Don't pull a Dean. No, I've been told a Dean. (laughs) Totally. I love that my name can now be an adjective for something that you don't want to do. Jason's calling in right now. Actually, should I? Yeah, yeah. Put him on speaker. Put it on speaker. Hey, Jay. Hey, what's going on? Not man, not much man. I'm on the uh, I suck a dating podcast. Say hi. Hey Jay. Hey Jason. Oh, <laughs> How's everyone doing? We got Dean and Jared there. Hey, hey Vanessa as well. Hey, don't forget about me. How's everyone doing? Good. We're doing well. We're doing good, man. I just got a text message with uh, Garrett and Ben, and they're all like, "So, what are we wearing tonight?" And we have to be ready pretty soon. So that's I know. Yeah, my yeah. I'm at the studio. I'm in the studio right now, and my car gets there in like a half hour. Plenty of time. You're only on live TV. You don't have to look that good. All right, sounds good, dude. I'll call you later. See you, Jason. See you, dude. Uh, Hi. Wait, so yeah, Blake, fill us in on what you got going on. I guess this is going to air on Tuesday, but Monday night you're going to be on the panel for after the final. So it's actually no, it's live. Oh, it's airing tonight. It's tonight. Yeah. Okay, great. Tonight. So yeah, I honestly don't. Yeah, so it's me, uh, Jason, Garrett, and Ben, and we're going to sit down with Colton and have a man chat. Oh. Yeah. Dude. So no. at the end of the episode. In front of a whole live studio audience? In front of a live studio great. audience. Great. Oh, there we go. I got to make sure I don't loosen up too much and like start dropping F-bombs like I would in like, a regular right. man chat. Just have know? four whiskeys <laughs> beforehand, not five. Just <laughs> five, you'll go over the limit. Do you think Colton's excited for this season? to be over so I he can he's, just yeah, yeah. so ready. well i think any lead mm-hmm. is like super excited for it to get over so you can like be with the person right you know, if he's with somebody actually. if he's with <laughs> someone. Yeah, we'll see we'll see <laughs> i don't know someone for i don't sure. know we all know sure. he's marrying the fence i guess vanessa's really the only one that's experienced <laughs> i say all the time i looked up there yeah um vanessa what yeah what was it like because obviously you have to wait like three months after the show is yeah. done or however long it is and then you can finally be uh public with your relationship right i mean i I think my relationship with Nick was a little bit different because I was like more, I was like really realistic about what we were going through. And I just wanted to like, I don't know. It was, it was, let me tell you, it was fucking hard. And I, I did not want to go on AFR pretending as if like it was all rainbows and butterflies because it wasn't. Um, so yeah, I think it's like super exciting for Colton right now. If he is with someone and I did message him, I'm like, dude, I have no idea what's going on with you. I've watched, I've I've watched a few episodes. I haven't read any spoilers. I don't want to know what's happening, but whatever advice I can give you is this, just soak it all in. And if you are with someone, make sure to nurture that relationship and not listen to like any outside noise. So Blake is going to be on a a panel with him tonight. What advice do you have for Blake to give to Colton? Well, was this after well, this we is, see no. whether he chooses yeah, no, someone or not? not? No, 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 no. no, no. no. So that's true. That's a good point. I guess I don't. I think they just want. 
I don't really know. What I think we're they just want. These are all friends, so it's just like a friendly. Yeah, I think it's just like a see where gone. the conversation goes. To be honest, yeah, I think it's. They just want to. I think we're gonna try and see where his head was at in that moment, like at the end of this episode, like what happens at uh, the end of this episode. I, I don't want to spoil I, it for you, but no. But I mean, I well, I saw obviously the last episode where he jumped the fence, and everyone is like, "Oh my god!" They keep saying it's dramatic. I'm like, "Listen, it's it for me was the most romantic thing a guy could have ever done as the lead of the show." Like. It. I want to go after the one girl I'm in love with. I'm done filming. Like I know what I want. Obviously, I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens in this episode, but I thought it was just. And I hope he ends up with Cassie, um, I, even I, if I they a, end up engaged. I had a different this perspective unfil- on it. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I'm loving this unfiltered Vanessa. That's two f bombs you've dropped so I know, far. Right? It's because I'm here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of editing for Easton. Poor Easton over here. Um, I, I thought I see. I had a different perspective because I don't think he was running away because Cassie was leaving. He was, but I think he was really running away from production as well because well, even in that that scene they showed a couple times where he was looking around the room and it was very obvious that he was looking at producers behind the camera even someone like who's off at him like, totally like yeah, he, he even casual him. audience members were looking at like well is he looking at producers right now what's going on so and then obviously he was running away from everybody it was it was an interesting moment but blake i wanted to talk about you is it weird at all for you to watch the season seeing how close you were to being the bachelor yeah, it is. Yeah, mm. it, it, it is interesting to. Yeah, I, I often put myself in the positions that he was in, or I, you know, and I don't know. Obviously, it could have played out different, but um, I have PTSD watching it. Like, w- like he told me, so I had the conversation with him about actually jumping the fence. I was like, dude, like when you got over that fence, like, what, you know, what happened? <laughs> He's like, I legitimately ran away. Like he hid, and like you'll see, mm-hmm. they can't find him. They legitimately can't find him. Um, and I, I, I can relate to that so much where you just want to get away, yeah. you know, you just right. want to go after the failed proposal, uh, in the Maldives, I <laughs> couldn't get off that Island. I was stuck. There was yeah. no plane off that Island. Mm-hmm. So I was stuck on that Island knowing they were engaged, you know, down the, it was awful. And you're, you're it far was along awful. at this point. You're like three months in. <laughs> yeah. I haven't talked to your family, friends in yeah. however long Mm-mm. I can only imagine. It's yeah, it's rough. rough. Well, so, I mean, basically because it was, it seemed like down to you, Jason Colton, right? But so now What's even better for you is you have your pick of the litter, essentially. <laughs> Minus over who he ends up with. If he ends up I with am someone. one of them. No, yeah, the, all my friends are in relationships. That's <laughs> you and me, Dean. <laughs> well, I also want to get into a little story that has to involve Dean that happened on the Women Tell Law because you can. I was going to ask Blake if any girls have slid into your DMs. You don't have to tell names, but have any girls from no, this actually season? No, they haven't. Uh, that's no. BS. No, that's BS. No, no, you I haven't not. checked hidden DMs. That's why. <laughs> you know what it is. I, I, I bet you that they're they, they're afraid that if they reach out to you before paradise and you're on there then they'll be villainized mm. because there's always that villain who reaches out beforehand and they talk and then they lie on the show and i bet they don't want to go down that path doesn't everyone do that not just one like one I mean, i'm sure i'm gonna meet them like i'm gonna run into them at sure, some yeah. point you know yeah. like, before before i went on paradise uh, however two years ago i was very careful not to dm anyone beforehand yeah i haven't dm'd anybody yet. yeah, no, and, vice, yeah and vice versa because yeah. it's just god forbid you go down there and then all of a sudden the story becomes about you talking to someone beforehand and now you're kind of in this drama mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's horrible but on the women tell all somebody i think it might have been katie was talking about how Kaylin oh, yeah. slid into somebody's DMs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about this. And they were using it as an example as to why Kaylin's not there for the right reasons. Fast forward to the Almost Famous podcast last week, Kerpa goes on and says that Kaylin slid into Dean's DMs. Ooh, so, ooh, Dean, ooh. here we this are. Dean? This Dean. <laughs> Dean That's Ungler it. in the flesh. I'm not surprised, though. Look at that face. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, sure. It's a great let's, face. Talk, let's talk about it. I think, I mean, I want to just go on record and exonerate Kaylin from all of this nonsense that's nonsense that she's been part of because the dms were completely innocuous they were like before she was on the tv show she basically messaged me and said i was in japan it was that trip that i did japan indonesia malaysia singapore 
blah, 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 blah. Yep. Um, and she was like, hey, I was just on that same trip not too long ago. Like, what are you doing copying my trip? You know, whatever. Oh, no, that's a flirting. That's a okay, flirting, she's flirting. Right? But she's allowed to flirt with yeah. me. This was yeah. like back in July of last year or something like that. And I go, yeah, haha, I'm copying your trip. And then it got to the point where she's like, hey, I'm going to be in LA. Can we meet for coffee or lunch or something? So I was like, yeah, let's meet for this coffee. This is before the show. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. let's meet for coffee when I get back. Um, I'll text you when I get back in like a month or something, however long I was gone for. I got back and then she messaged me again and she goes, hey, I'm actually in LA until Thursday. Um, I see you just got back on Monday. Like, let's grab coffee before I leave. Uh, I said, sure, let's grab coffee. And then I just never followed up. So it was just like <gasps> one of those things where we both kind of ghosted, ghosted each other. Her? <laughs> well, it was like a, it was a mutual ghosting, it seemed like. Well, like, she was probably going through casting at this point. Right. And I guarantee you the reason that she wanted to get coffee or go to lunch was just to kind of pick my brain about That's the whole advice. process of going on the show. Because yeah. at this point, she knew she was going on the show. Um, yeah. And I remember I was like, she was a Miss, what was she, Miss Alabama or something like that? North Carolina. I think. Miss or North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. And what's yeah. funny, actually, is I didn't even realize that she had DM'd me until um, like maybe a month ago. I was hanging out with one of my friends who is they're going to be working together in some capacity on the line um and my name got brought up in that conversation and then she mentioned to my friend how she dm'd me a while ago and then i went back and you can go to the messages so i googled or i'm sorry I instagrammed her profile and went through the messages and i was like holy shit, this is the girl that wanted to get coffee at one point <laughs> and i totally blew her off and i didn't even realize it so you didn't put two and two together when you were watching the season i had absolutely no idea wow and that's how many girls slide into the dms <laughs> you just can't keep up <laughs> i don't know if that's necessarily the case but it literally was like we exchanged like five messages a piece and so there was just uh, no like i didn't re- necessarily remember but how exactly did, who so it was. how do the girls know that she slid into her dm into my dms yeah, think, uh, sorry. How did they know be, that? Because I think, I think she can candidly talk about yeah. it because she knows there was no foul play involved yeah. in any sense. Uh, it wasn't like she was like, hey, let's hang out. Let's go get drinks. Let's, you know, that kind of stuff. It was basically just like, hey, let's get lunch and talk about what yeah. I'm about to get myself into. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, it's pretty funny. And then I I feel bad because she mm-hmm. has been getting blown up a little bit thinking this was some mm-hmm. big thing. And it happened like after the show or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was completely innocent. Innocent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, I, I keep getting these like articles written about me like, Kaylin Miller Key slides into Dean Unglert's DMs. And I'm like, well, you guys don't even know the story. What What's her last about? name? I think it's Miller Keys. Miller hyphen Keys. Miller Keys. Anyway, it's great. You were just name. on uh, scrubbing in with Becca, right? I was. I was filling in for Tanya. She had jury duty. Okay. So I filled in for Tanya. What did you guys co-host. talk about? Uh, douching. We talked about douching. <laughs> True story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. And did you? Have when more? I was thinking about well, because d- I was thinking about douche, like in douche in French is like showering. <laughs> so I was like, oh wait, but no, no. we're talking about actual yep. douching. douching. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did so you very What type of contribution did you have to the conversation? Um, not much. Yeah. A lot of listening. Anytime I think of douche, have you guys seen Sausage oh, Party? Yeah. That's all I can think about. It's dirty. That's a dirty movie. It's so dirty. But the douche he's the like douche this douchebag like juiced up roided douche and he's like he goes around to all the other groceries he's like i'm a f-ing douche it's <laughs> pretty hilarious well uh, listen, yeah it's very informative uh and if you'll you, if you ever call somebody a douche you'll have meaning behind it because you after listening to that podcast you, you really probably, know what that means you, you probably learned a lot from that I conversation. Did, I a lot <laughs> and they trapped me like i didn't know it was coming and they got on the phone and oh they'll do that they started you. talking about douching i bet we're all gonna learn a little bit from listening to that podcast so thank you for filling in with scrubbing in guys you can definitely check that out this week and thank you blake so much for coming in today we're very excited to see you on the panel tonight and see what you what advice you have to give to colton and we're even more excited to see you on paradise yeah (laughs) we'll see we'll see i'm so excited for that because jason's not going to be there because he's dating caitlin so well that's the other thing i don't have any friends to go down there with anymore Blake, blake as someone that's experienced the season after his you being the, uh, the the it guy from your season and is now going to have to take a back seat to whoever like, the new guy is. I remember when I first saw you walk out and you had the horse, I was like, this mother 
<laughs> he's gonna steal my spotlight. He's the new me. This son of a bitch. <laughs> and I guarantee you, you're gonna have the same feeling once, oh, I uh, once this new girl. I'm very I'll be irrelevant in about yeah. Well, I think tomorrow, twenty minutes ago, or, or I don't tomorrow. know to bring out guys. Filming <laughs> starts. To, I'm just oh, saying. I don't know if they announce the Bachelorette. Like, I don't know. I don't. Know if they're oh wait, who do you guys play. think is the next Bachelorette? Hannah Beast. That's the rumor mill right now. Mm-hmm. Hannah B. Hannah B. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Which hey Blake, is she your type at all? Hannah B. Yeah. Oh my God, go on the season. That's no, what I'm saying. No, no, <laughs> no way saying. am I doing that again. No Dude, you way. could be Nick Vial. <laughs> be second again. Or Becca Tilly. <laughs> or Becca Tilly. Right? It did work out for those two. I mean, they're pretty sick. They're having a... They're, they're, okay. happy. they're, they're doing, doing fine. Right? They're doing, yeah, they're they're doing, doing fine. They're doing well. <laughs> no way. I'm not doing that. No way. All right. No fair way. enough. No, no. All right, Blake. Uh, <laughs> have fun tonight. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Uh, appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you on TV tonight for the cool. first time in a year. So Okay, cool. Thanks, buddy. Bye. By the way, Jared. By the way, Dean. Do you know who we have uh, coming in next? Who do we have coming in next? You're going to love these three lovely ladies. The Three Bubbies, they have a new TV show coming out. I heard about this, The Three Bubbies. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss this. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about 23andMe. You've heard us talk about it in the past. We're going to continue to talk about it today and hopefully forever because it's so, so awesome. Basically, we live in a world where we have access to data that gives us more personal insights into who we are. What's more personalized than your DNA? Now we can turn to our genetics for personalized health traits, and more. 23andMe allows you to go beyond ancestry to access more personalized insights about you based on your DNA. And with more than 125 genetic reports, you can even gain insights about your health traits and more. Totally. There's so many reports. There's one report called Deep Sleep Report. Now, if you've always suspected that you feel more sleepy than others after missing out like on a night's sleep, you might not be imagining things because your genes could be involved. They also have this alcohol flush reaction report. You hear about this one, Dean? That's the rosacea one, right? Yes, it is. So does your does alcohol always turn your cheeks red? Not me, but pink? I, I have some friends that it really strongly affects. Oh, well, very fair-skinned people, and it turns... I, so my cheeks get a little pink, and I hate it because anytime I take a picture, I can immediately see if I'm a little mm. little tipsy or not. It's quite embarrassing, but you may have the alcohol... I may have the alcohol flush reaction. You, can I don't have it, personally. I can drink all the alcohol in the world and be okay. Well, congratulations. I'm a tank. What can I say? Seriously. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm a lightweight over here, but I can learn more about the genetic factors that make it hard uh, for some people like myself to process alcohol. Uh, there's also that saturated fat and weight report, right? So the saturated fat and weight report can tell you about how your genetics may impact your body's response to your diet. You can learn if you're likely to weigh more on a diet high in saturated fat, even if you consume the same number of calories. So it's super important if you're interested in health and obviously being as fit as possible and as healthy as possible. I think a lot of people just associate 23andMe with just ancestry when it's so much more. Like you just said, it has 125 genetic reports where you can find out about your sleeping habits, how alcohol affects you, uh, your saturated fat and weight report. There's just a lot of different things that it can tell you about your body. Anyways, what you guys can do as our listeners if you want if you definitely should it's it's definitely worth it be sure to see what your genes can say about your health your traits and more buy your health and ancestry service kit today at 23andme.com slash dean that's the number 23andme.com slash d-e-a-n uh dean summer's right around the corner yeah i need to get in shape bachelor in paradise is right around the corner i don't know why that affects me at all because you gotta get in shape for it because you're gonna go on not for your own enjoyment. It's all about everybody else's enjoyment. Let's say hypothetically, Jared, I were to go on Bachelor in Paradise. What advice do you have for me to get into shape? Funny you ask, Dean, because getting fit and staying healthy always sounds easier said than done. Am I right or You're am I right? Absolutely right. Well, that's why Open Fit helps take care of all the complexity and it takes all the confusion and hard work out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room as little as 10 minutes a day. Everybody, so, 
Everyone's bodies are a little different, and OpenFit gets that. It is personalized to your needs with custom-tailored original content. OpenFit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. Now, these trainers know how to get your results quick. Jared, 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 stop right there. Just tell me, is it simple? It's super simple. (laughs) You can forget all the complexity and stress getting uh, around getting fit and just press play and work out on your own schedule. Okay, fine. It's simple, but is it convenient? It's so convenient. You can view on your own computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and Roku. Mark, you do these classes, don't you? I do with them a lot. I enjoy them. You know when I do them, when I did them, most of all, is when we were in Wisconsin for two weeks and you can't go outside because it's 10 degrees (laughs) outside and you can't exercise. You can't go for a run. You can't do anything. And I don't have a membership to any gyms there because I'm just a tourist. So I would do open fit right there on my Google something or other, Your I can, Google I can, Play, I can it beam is. it from my iPad to the TV, and it was fantastic. Mm. Beam it? Beam it. I, is that like the technical term? That sounds for, like Star Trek. It's like uh, for, from the 60s, right? Beam me up, Scotty. Beam it. I guess. Well, Dean, do you like yoga? <laughs> Love it. Well, my favorite course on this particular open fit class is Yoga 52. It's the perfect way to lose weight. All right, this sorry. honestly sounds like the perfect way to lose weight, build strength, reduce stress, maybe reshape your body by taking a deeper dive into yoga, Jared. And it's changed the way that I've worked out and you can use the code. Guess what the code is, Dean? I'm going to guess it's Dean. It's Dean. Yeah. D-E-A-N. This guy's can... a guest on the podcast and he gets his own code for all these things. Unbelievable. And you can join us on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use our code Dean, D-E-A-N, and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. And right now during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial wow. membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. All you have to do is text DEAN, D-E-A-N, to 30, 30, 30, and you'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and the nutritional information. Totally free. Again, all you have to do is text DEAN to 30, 30, 30. Might be my favorite word in the English language. DEAN? Free. Uh. <laughs> DEAN's number two. But free is just oh, unbelievable. Both four letters. Yeah. Both have... Two vowels and an E and two consonants. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. The similarities are uh, 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 mind boggling. Mind boggling. Uh, so anyway, text Dean to thirty thirty thirty, and you can get all of that for free for thirty days. Unbelievable. Okay, well, next up we have the stars of JLTV's. What's the name of the show again? It's Bubby's, Bubby's no, no Best. No Best. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's amazing. It's so great to have all three of you in studio today. Can you guys go around and introduce yourselves real quick? Absolutely. I'm Bubby Linda. Okay. I'm the smart one. Bubby Linda, the smart one. I'm Bubby SJ. I'm the sassy one. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can sense that one from just the voice alone. Yeah. And I'm Bubby Bunny. Oh, they say I'm the sweet one, but I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> so for the listeners okay. out there, can you guys tell us what bubbies are? What is a bubby? Well, a bubby is a Jewish grandmother. Okay. Yes. And we give advice because we have years and years of wisdom and we have Certainly. grandchildren. So we know from where we speak. That's right. And you're a grand bubby. Yes. But not I've all three. Seven. 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 Wow. SJ, how many do you have? I have three grandsons. Wow. Wow. And Bunny? I have four grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. Wow. So, wow. So that so between means- the, all of us, we have 14 grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. Yeah. You're a great-grandbubby. Yes. That's over, amazing. Over 200 years of experience here. So we got to <laughs> get you married. I yes. love it. <laughs> and so on the TV show, then, what do you got? What it just follows along your life? How does it work exactly? The TV show. Well, we have a suitor. At, well, three suitors and we have a dater. Okay. Male or female, whatever we can, whatever catches catch can. Does right? he have to be Jewish? 
Well, most of them are Jewish, but we do have segments where there's a non-Jewish, okay. like Gentiles, if you know what I mean. Sure. And then they come in and we interview them okay. to see who would match I'd say our data. We grill them. Do you? Yeah, we try to find things in common. Like, well, first we'll interview the suitor. Uh-huh. Okay. Then there's three potential dates. Okay. Let's say the suitor likes to work out or something like that. And so we then we interview the three potential dates. We find out. We'll say, well, do you like you know to work out? Do you like to read books? Whatever. Find things in common. Gotcha. So you guys are like the three Jewish grandmothers, uh, like. Of Patty Stanger. That's it. You're yeah. exactly yeah. Patty right. We're Patty version. Stanger, but better. But way yeah. better. Exactly. <laughs> way better. Right. right. When, go. Go yeah, talk. But, yeah, Jared, I am so happy, happy that you and Ashley are together. Oh, my oh, God. Yay. Oh, Thank you. Yay. Oh, you bring your chocolates. Bring you your bells. Bring your bells, honey. Oh, yes. bells for you and oh, Ashley. Yes, there is. <laughs> Dean, are you single or married? I'm single. Ooh, very, very single. my God. So if you guys need a suitor to come on. All right. On what the show. kind of what girl are you looking for? Yeah. I'm kind sure of I'm girl. available. Would I be a suitor or would I be one of the dates? Well, I, you'll be a data. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I don't want to be grilled too hard, you know? <laughs> well, I'm the, I'm the hard griller, you honey. Are. If you're not yeah. going to wear a shirt that's pressed, forget about it. I'm not oh, a big colored the- shirt guy, I'll be honest with you. T-shirts typically are my go-to. Mm. I think you are so good looking. You don't have he to worry. He is so good looking. Yeah. about so what you're wearing. Thank you so much. Yes. So what kind of questions <laughs> do you ask the suitors or the daters? Well, I always ask the tough questions, yeah. like if a woman is wearing like phony hair, I'll always say, is that your hair? Yeah. And we don't like that. We don't like when girls do no, that, No, right? no, I don't. Right. I mean, come on. Show your real looks. Of right, course. Jared? Absolutely. I tell Ashley that every day. <laughs> and I'll ask them what level of, let's say, Judaism do they like? Okay. Are you very traditional? Are you less traditional? You know, as a, again, the more things you have in common, yeah. the better. You know, yeah. what do you like to do? Yeah. Well, we even had lesbians on the show. Now, that was a tough one for me. Okay. I don't know what the top, the bottom. I don't know all about that. Sure. I Top and bottom. Are you a top or a bottom? Of course, I would ask that question. The the important questions. I get it. Yeah. So I took a DNA test on 23andMe not too long ago, and I found out that I'm less than 1% Ashkenazi Jew. So that means oh. I, I have some Jewish blood in me. You that, do. There you go. Well, right. That's what. That's why I'm here, Dean. Yeah. I, I took my DNA test, and I found out I'm 50% oh, Ashkenazi wow. Jew. Oh, hey, okay. And yesterday, I got my first call from Israel. I mean, now I'm like the new Jew in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, my and God. We're teaching her all these Jewish Yiddish words, like... Not- Say yes. nachos. Nachos. It's really nachos. 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 They, they curl their tongue in the back of their teeth. It's never going to happen, Dean. L'chaim. Never. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. You got the chah. And, and you're very, very cute. I'm yeah. just looking adorable. at my glasses. Adorable. What kind of girl do you like, Dean? Give us an idea. Oh, I have absolutely no idea, really, I think. Someone outdoorsy. Someone fun. Okay. So if you guys have anyone in mind, let um, me know. I think we can find someone for him. Yeah. She might be sitting right here. Do you have an age limit? <laughs> I was just going to say, she's single, all right? <laughs> Vanessa, I'm never going to give up, okay? Right. She ain't giving you up. Shouldn't. He's, you shouldn't. He's a good-looking guy. Well, wait, Vanessa, okay. are you single? Yes. I'm not. I was going to ask you, ladies. So yes. my boyfriend is actually Jewish and I he doesn't have his bubby's not with us anymore. Oh. So I don't I can't go to her to ask for advice. What kind of advice would you give me for my boyfriend? Well, I would say um, get to know how long have you been dating him for, for one thing? Four months. Four months. Okay. So have you gotten to know his friends? Because you can really tell a lot about a guy 
with, you know, about who he associates with. Yes, uh, I, ha- I haven't met all of his friends yet, but he's very close to his family, which is like integral for me to date someone who understands that they need to spend as much time with their family as they do with mine. And this is the first relationship that's like that. So that's like always with his sisters or with his mom. Um, that's a so good sign. That's a good yeah, sign. Yeah, it's a good quality. Yeah. Well, all right. No. Are you living together yet? No, 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 okay, no. Wait, do you, think, do you think four months is too early to start living together? I don't know. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I lived with my husband, pre-husband, the last third husband, uh, six weeks after I met him, I moved oh, wow. him in. But I'm old, honey, so, you know, <laughs> how much time have I got left? Yeah, Wait to get to know each other a little bit better before you move in. I agree. I agree. And I think it's great that you're both from Canada. I mean, at least you're he's geographically suitable. Yeah. Nick was not Absolutely. happening because he was too far away, right? Yeah, that's exactly the reason. <laughs> so he's Jewish and you're Jewish, right, Vanessa? Oh, there's I a thought, story no, there. I'm not Jewish. But he's Jewish. But he's Jewish. Oh, okay. Does Do you guys like to go to temple together? or I mean, how do you work that out? Uh, so I, we're, we're not uh, practicing. So I'm Catholic, but not practicing. And he's Jewish, but not practicing. Well, I mean, he's practicing, but not as religious as other people would be. That's so you're Italian? Point. I am. Italian and Jews are perfect together. I was raised on an Italian and Jewish block. Of course we get along, jolly. Yeah, it's then, very, very similar backgrounds. Vanessa, do you love them? Oh, good question. Honey, that is a great question. The boys haven't even asked me that. No one's um, listening, Vanessa. Okay, uh, you can be frank with I mean, us. How does he make you feel when you see him? Yeah, I do love him. Does I do. Aww. You do. Aww. 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 Do, do, do you feel he makes you a better person? Do you look forward to seeing him? Does he make your heart like tingle when you see him? He does, and he's very soft. If you see him, he looks like this, like, macho, like, uh, Jared calls him the silver fox. But he has such a a soft side to him, Uh. um, which is rare to find someone who's really good looking and is able to just sit you down and talk things through and talk about your emotions and not feel um, scared to be vulnerable. Oh, he's sensitive. They have a lot of things in common, like what you like to do together. Um, we love spending time with our family. I mean, it's either I'm spending time with his or he's spending time with mine. Um, we love helping out the community too. He's involved in politics and has other big projects that he wants to do to help out uh, the Montreal community. And I have a nonprofit. So there's, yeah, so we have a lot of great things in common. Um, and it's nice. So I wanted to actually ask you guys, what is the best piece of advice you've ever given or what's the best piece of advice that people have ever given you wow that's a great question right for for the two of you just to keep things always good no matter what i think Mm -hmm. it's like the five minute rule the first when he walks through the door you walk through the door you want them to see in your eyes that you are glad to see them Mm. and that can make the difference of the whole day the whole night of being with someone i think you know we take it for granted after a while like a relationship is like a plant you got to water it and and as long as you make him feel special he's not going anywhere Mm -hmm. that's good advice go ahead Okay, yeah, I've been married 30 years last October. Wow, congratulations. Wow, congratulations. I know. Um, That's one hell of a uh, ring you got on. I I like it. What? Your ring. Oh, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Put a ring on it. And I think that 
Our relationship has stayed fresh because we tell each other we love each other every day. We look at each other. We look in each other's eyes, and we keep it fresh. And we go out. And we date. We do things. You know. Yeah. So you got to keep it fresh and always tell each other. Remember the first day you met, how you felt. Uh-huh. Never uh-huh. forget that. And uh-huh. I'm the realist in the group, honey. Let me tell you. First of all, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You should always have something in common with the person. And, you know, whoever tells you I love you first is, is the loser. Oh, okay. Wait, what, is that, what does that saying so, mean? So that means he's the loser? No, no, no. That throw means the baby that if, like, my baby. husband told me he loved me first... I'm the winner. No, right. no, I meant the first one. Throw the baby out, out with, with the, the bathwater. Ba- don't it? throw the baby out. Just, you know, wait a while before, like, for example, don't go to bed angry. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that means, like, don't give up, you know, yet. Right. Okay. Just give it a shot. Give it a chance, Jared. Hey, Bubbies. So you guys obviously all are very well versed on all things love and relationships. So we decided to ask our listeners on our Facebook oh. page some questions that they might have for you. That, they could, mm. that you guys could help answer, okay? Awesome. Wow. So we're going to have Mark read some questions from our Facebook page for you guys. This is from Ashley. She says, should partners discuss how many sexual partners they've had in the past? No. 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 Unanimous. No. The only thing that uh, your partner wants to know is that it's over. Period. Yeah. Uh, no details. And they're the only one. Right no. Now. So, well. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Follow up from Ashley. She says, do men really think about sex every two minutes like the statistic says? No. no. I think I they think do, so, actually. Really? I think they do. That's on their mind so. a lot more than women. I don't think it's every two seconds, but I think, uh, let's say it's out there a lot. Oh, yeah. let's, we got some men here, Dean. I was about to say, Come Dean, on. in the past two minutes, have you thought about sex? Yes. I've been thinking about it a lot once you guys walked in. Before. Uh, uh, I'm doing it after the show, Dean. Older women rule. Um, no, get out of here. Older men, forget about it. Yeah. They don't care that much. Maybe your husband does. Mine, eh. Miss Cougar here. Yeah, oh, I used to be a cougar. Is that right? Yeah. Ooh. How, How much husband? younger would you go for? Uh, well, let's see. My second husband was 10 years younger than me. Okay. And my last bad. boyfriend before my husband was 25 years Whoa. younger than me. That's cougar status. Heck yeah. More power to you. Thanks, honey. (laughs) I don't think age really matters. I think it's, you know, the connection you guys have. I also dated a guy that was 10 years younger. Well, 10 years older. It doesn't matter. I always always say that age doesn't matter. And then I always hear other people's perspective when I see an article about how a 78-year-old billionaire is dating a 23-year-old model. And then all of a sudden age matters. So I think kind of a gray area. Hmm. That's kind of a trophy wife kind of thing. That's a whole other no, story. No, that's about there. reading the will. That's what that's, that's about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is from Caitlin, and this is a nice transition here. How do you deal with money in a relationship? Do you share funds? How do you split the bills? How do you make sure the person who makes less money doesn't feel like they contribute less to the overall relationship? Well, let me tell you about my relationship, because I married someone who had a little bit more money than I did. Mm-hmm. We split it 50-50. Oh, wow. And if he didn't like it, he could leave. <laughs> oh, you split. Okay, so it's basically we split, you... Add, we commingle our funds. You add the, the funds right. together yeah, and we it's half, half his yeah, days. Yeah, that's gotcha. what we did. Okay. I, I'm old school. I mean, I come from an age like the 50s and everything. The men took care of the women. I don't mind treating and doing all those things, but I want to be with a man that can mm. take care of me. Okay. I'm agreeing... Um, my husband and I both worked. He made a lot more money than me, but we just co-mingled our mm-hmm. funds. And when I'm not working, you know, he's taking care of me. Gotcha. And, yeah. 
I've been on both sides of it. I think in past relationships, I've made less money than my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she was much, uh, she was very giving, I guess, if you would. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen both sides of it. And I agree with Esther. Once you're, once you're married, I think Just it's, put it it's all your together. money, not each other. Do you think marriage? Uh, Vanessa, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, okay. Why? What, what do you think? Okay. Why? Okay. So I come from, my parents are divorced and I have you know, people in my life that have been divorced and where the women just end up getting burnt at the end of it. And I want to make sure that when the day comes where I get married, if I choose to get married or if I'm in a long-term relationship and I'm cohabiting with someone, habitating with someone, I want to make sure that the money that I've earned every dollar I've ever made, nothing was ever given to me. So I know the value of a dollar. So it's very important for me to make sure that I protect what I've earned throughout the years of working and that um, I, I don't know if it's important. I don't know. Maybe I'm not maybe I'm not thinking straight, but is it important to make sure that you both know how much money you have in the bank account or should women and men alike not have to display everything before entering Marriage. I think well, it's good to know. I think the question is: Are you talking about pre-marriage or after you're married? Uh, well, pre-marriage because I mean, but, oh, then well, you know, you my husband and not after you're married. You, I went. Yeah. I went on a first date a couple months ago, and uh, somehow we brought up the topic of credit scores, and I have a really bad credit score, uh. and she has a really good credit score, and she goes, "That was we're still like we still talk like we're still friends, whatever." She goes, "You telling me your credit score was a pretty big red flag for me." Wow, <laughs> well, that uh, I, that you that you modern day people are just too I mean, much. Hey, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit the fact that I've, I got a score in the 600s. It's growing. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the highest score is like 800. It's not so far from. Yeah, it just takes yeah, a little bit of time. Forget, all, you know? forget, forget her. We can help rub- you on that. Okay. She's forget rubbing her. off on you. But no, I think if you come into the marriage and you have a whole bunch of money, you might want to do a, think about a prenup. Prenup. I'm not mm-hmm. against yeah. that. Well, let's ask no. the question but, to Jared because he's engaged, right? So what no. do you, you and Ashley, have, I'm certain, sure discussed this. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys conclude? It's our money. Both Good. of whatever we make is we're putting it there in together. There you go. In the pot. That's yeah. right. But Jared, what about from before? Vanessa's saying she's worked hard for her money, right? That should stay your money. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, think right. you have to throw it into the pot. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't agree with that because, like, when I I had a business, my husband has a business. When we got together, and I go, this is my business. Let's, you know, this is what I make. This is how much I've saved. Blah blah blah. And I said, what have you got to, you know, contribute? So he brought everything along so I could look at. Mm. I like that transparency. Everything I think in a marriage has to be transparent. If it is, you start having secrets. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I agree with the transparency. I just think that we need to protect ourselves because you never know what ends up happening. Right. Exactly. And I've had women, I've had women come up to me and they're like, well, you know, I, I never agreed with the idea of prenup ever because I was like, what's the point of having a prenup and have and talking about a prenup before getting into a marriage when you're basically saying, hey, there's a 50-50 chance that we're not going to work out. But now I'm looking at it as, hey, why I don't want to end up like some couples. Divorce rates are so high. Like I think now it's like 38 or 40 percent of people that get married get divorced. And it is really scary because dating nowadays, it's not the same as it was like in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. Like it's it's very different. And I want to make sure if things do, if hits the fan, I want to make sure that we're able to end the relationship or the marriage or whatever it is on good terms without it having to be messy because of money and money is the root of all 
evil. That's true. Vanessa, that's I hear you. And he needs to respect you as the man. If that makes you feel safe to keep your money, then that man should say, okay, honey, that's what we're going to do. Because I sense it's going to be too uncomfortable for you to do it any other way. Nah. But uh-huh. you made a great point, Vanessa. The divorce rate is so very high these days. That's why... We bubbies oh, you know, are here. around to give advice. Yeah. Seriously. And, 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 and we, we do w- every yeah, Monday yeah. night on, on JLTV at 8, 8 p.m. Love it. Yes. <laughs> but, but Vanessa, I've married a man that I was totally in love with. And 10 years later, I looked over at the pillow. I wanted to smother him. <laughs> you, you know, you just don't know in life. Right. So you got to keep your little booty to your booty yourself. <laughs> I don't see. I don't agree. Your booty I, your, or your booty? To your booty or whatever. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I think every situation is different. When I married my husband, he had been divorced five years, and he really didn't have that much. I didn't have that much, so we were able to grow and build our lives Mm. together. So with, you know, somebody that has money, like I say, it's a whole different situation. Mm. You might want to do a prenup. Oh, I'm not saying I have money. Even if it's $5, you know, I want to... Yeah. Let's hear the next question, girl. Oh, thank you very much. Um... Dana wants to know, how do you deal with a guy who is love-bombing you? For example, he comes on really strong. He mentions your future on a third date. He wants to meet your parents in the near future. He needs constant communication, plans the next date, while on one date. I've come across a lot of men like this lately, and it's such a turnoff. I don't believe him. (laughs) What do you mean? He sounds too desperate. I don't believe that somebody's planning your... That's just like love... I love that expression, love-bombing. I don't believe that somebody is like, oh, we're planning, we're going to get married... Don't believe that guy. It just happened to me about seven months ago, and I I wanted to throw up. Oh, wow. I mean, if this happened to me like when I was younger, oh, my God, he loves me. He wants to do Uh all this. Now I see through this. I mean, what is love? Love is respect, right? And and that is garnered over time when you get to know someone. You're too many, too many angles. He he was gone. He was, no, I that, forgot his phone number. That's a turn off. That would frighten me. If someone came on that strong to me, I'd say, whoa, back off. Yeah. Back off. It's yeah. Just, in my opinion, it's respect and understanding, right? And so how could you love someone that you don't fully understand? That takes time. That's yes, point. it takes, right, right. Absolutely. Well, as soon as I told them I was getting this like major operation and all these things were happening, Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't call anymore. <laughs> but, so from Good my thing. perspective, from, for someone that can fall quickly, I can see how someone could get excited. But it, it does kind uh-huh. of lead to like uh, uh, misunderstandings later on, right? Because maybe yes. you won't follow through with a lot of the things that you thought you could promise the person. Uh-huh. Um, and it just leads yeah. to, to bad things. You take a step mm-hmm. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Deal with the patient. I'm looking at you. You're so handsome. <laughs> Dean, I've got to say. I Calm mean, down, Bobby what, Bunny. What, what is wrong? Do you have bad breath? Do you not kiss good? What is going is, on? The list is endless. I'll we have to right find now. him somewhere. Uh, it's the credit score. Uh, it's the credit score. Uh, Can you come on our show? Uh, we'll find you someone. You <laughs> want to come on our show, Dean? Yeah. Yay, yay. So, Bobby, okay. how, how versed are you in, in modern dating, would you say? Because I feel like, would you agree dating is a little different today? Uh-huh. Isn't it the swipe right and left yeah. thing? Well, my question, do you know what Bumble is? Well, it's a hair care product. I know that. <laughs> or Tinder? No. I do. I know all those. Yeah. What is that? There's, uh, Bumble is one of the dating sites, but it's nothing is different from a thousand years ago or today. Love is love. Mm. You look in somebody's eyes and you know. You know how they feel. And then that's what you should wait for. You should wait for that feeling that Cupid's come down and just shot you right through the heart. Yeah. I really feel like today it looks like it, there's so many choices. There's t- 
too many choices. Like I was saying, swipe left, swipe right. You know, in my day, which was many years ago and 16 years ago again, it was a little easier to find people and a little easier to find love, you know, than in today's with your swiping. If you have so many choices, how are you going to pick just one? Yeah. You know? Well, you know, arranged marriages are nothing new. They go back thousands of years. Even in the Bible, it talks in Genesis. Mm -hmm. Isaac sends somebody out to go meet Rebecca, bring her back to Canaan. They fall in love. They get married. They have family in common. And even in the Orthodox community, some Orthodox communities, they have uh, matchmakers set up dates. And they work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're here. I'm trying to pull up stats because you said that it used to be easier to get, uh, you know, in your day. It was easier to marry than yeah. it is today because there's too many options. And it was in a book I was reading a while ago. Uh, I wish I could bring up the stats, but it was saying how marriage has evolved because back in the 70s, statistically speaking, you were more likely to get married to someone that lived in the same city as you. Uh, mm-hmm. And that has obviously in- decreased greatly throughout the years. And the same thing, like it's just gone. It's it's gone from like most likely to get married within the same city, state country and just the numbers you do their family because you just meet everybody all around the world like i open up my phone and i'm connected to millions of people all across the globe well that's because you were on a tv show yeah. who are you kidding fair yeah. but <laughs> but it's interesting to me because i i think it is harder to meet people because i do believe in that grass is greener on the other side theory which says that people are always looking for the next best mm. thing they're almost looking for mm-hmm. something that doesn't exist it's well, different right. grass that's what i always say it Grass is not green, or it's just different grass. Doesn't mean it's going to be better grass mm-hmm. than the grass that's in your own. If you gr- help grow the grass in your own backyard and till it and stuff, then it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, oh, that's better than what I've got. Jared is growing his grass with Ashley. The grass is growing. Oh. I haven't mowed it yet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm so what happy. was the moment that you knew that this yeah. was going to work and, and she's not going to cry anymore? She, oh, going oh to well, she still cries sometimes. I love that. <laughs> but I, I think that's the important thing to realize, especially about couples that, that uh, today, that everything's not perfect. I think people look at Ashley and myself as this perfect couple, and it's not. We, we argue sometimes. There's some bad moments. There's some animosity and, and obstacles that we have to overcome as a couple together. But I think that's the way we look at it, that we are a couple working together to overcome. Perfect. this obstacle because i've realized especially in my past relationships that it's always not going to be perfect and the idea of looking for this this soulmate that fits every one of my needs is just ridiculous and childish to think mm-hmm. of and when, so yeah. that's why it's commitment is a choice right, right. it's not a god-given right, right. Mm-hmm. i give you a bubby hint and it would be that when you do argue try to take their hand and remember why you fell in love with them yeah I mean, we don't have big blows, but of course, yeah. there's you know certain things that we talk about and have adult conversations. But I think it's good to let everybody know that so they don't see, oh, well, they're in a perfect relationship. Jared is just in mm-hmm. you know cloud nine right now. And it's like, no, we're very, we're two very real people that have been friends for quite some time that know each other very well. And sometimes we have wonderful moments, and sometimes we have things that we have to work you know uh, together right. to get if over. You expect perfection, you're never going to stay together. I feel right. like a lot of people today Life expect happens. it. I, that's the problem today. Everybody, so many people yeah. expect. The perfect mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. You know, life there happens. Is, there is no perfect mm-hmm. anything. No, and I think you guys can attest to this. I've, you know, 50 years ago, uh, women and, and men were getting married because it made sense, because they, you know, they, it was so, social status, they wanted to start a family. Now people are getting married because they want to find their soulmate, they want to find their love, they're getting married later in life because they want to self-discover themselves before they commit to somebody else. 
And so it's just... finding matchmakers? Yeah, (laughs) finding matchmakers, which is something that we're going to need in today's world. That's right. Going on Bachelor in Paradise. Right, that's right. But I I agree with what you guys are saying. I think some people are just looking for something that just does not exist. There is no perfect. That's all I got to say. When you first meet, there's that all that chemistry and all that stuff. But then, you know, the, the marriages and relationships that hang together is when you hang together during the difficult times. You understand life happens. Totally. One of my favorite quotes uh-huh. of all time uh, is gentleman that I look up to very greatly. He was talking about marriage. He's been married for quite some time. And he said, you know, in the first year, it's all lovey-dovey. You guys be folding clothes together. <laughs> and you're just madly in love because it's in, there's infatuation. And you guys are attracted to each other. And it's new. And it's great. And then some bad stuff is going to happen. And then you guys are going to have to work together to overcome those things. And if you can overcome those things together as a couple, that's when the real marriage starts. That's and that's when right. love changes uh-huh. into something uh-huh. greater. That's great. Uh-huh. So. That's Lovies, great. Do, you, do you guys mind sharing with our listeners one more time where we can watch you? On Jewish TV? Lifetime Television Network on Monday nights at 8 p.m. At called JLTV. Bubby's No Best. Best. Woo! Bubby's, <laughs> thank you all so much for coming in today. It's always great to get a unique perspective. I don't think we've ever had a Bubby on the podcast before, so it's nice to kind of hear more from you guys. It's been um, fun. I'll definitely be tuning in to Bubby's No Best Monday nights. We want you to date. We, hey, I'm working on it. We want it. you on the show. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there next week. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, that's perfect because we've the got a match for tonight, you. and then people who can't get enough oh. need more dating next monday night eight o'clock oh, no, no best. best you got it and love the best it. of luck vanessa love you thank you yeah. so bye, much honey. Honey. thank you all so much thank love you, you. bye honey love you <laughs> true love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that it's taking long walks together in the summer gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter.
Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, Dean, last week you weren't here. I asked Vanessa 10 questions about her life, dating life, anything to really do with relationships in general. Mm -hmm. So I figured... Well, you're back in studio. Why not we play another segment of 10 questions questions with with Dean and Vanessa? Well, I'm asking the questions. Yeah, but I think it should be 10 questions with Jared. It's because you're going to. Yeah, yeah. I I answer them too, Uh, but it it goes far more in depth with you two because people just care more about you than they do me. Moving forward, here we go. Yes. 10 questions with Dean and Vanessa. Is my mic on? I don't hear myself. You're on. You're (laughs) You're talking. Here we go. We're talking. All right. Ten questions. Here we go. Number one. Dean and Vanessa, who is your celebrity crush slash who's your hall pass? If you have a hall pass, you have one celebrity that your significant other, Dean, you're going to have to pretend for this one, huh. would let you date or pretty much sleep with. Emily who Rad- would that be? Emily Ratajkowski. That's your celebrity crush? Yeah. I mean, she's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. Is she dating anybody? Probably. I think she's married or something. Is it- yeah, I think she's married. Oh, good God. She is a gorgeous woman. She was married last year to Sebastian Bear McClard. I wonder Who's if that? she... I, wonder, I don't know a great name. I wonder if I could be her hall pass. Maybe she's doing a podcast in some other universe right now answering the question <laughs> with my name. I don't think it would be another universe because you were on TV, so she probably... She may know who you are. Well, Vanessa, She probably answer? knows who you are. Uh, my answer, Dean. Oh! oh! Ah, the answers I'm I looking for. To see Dean was paying attention. That's why. No, it's funny. So I messaged Dean. We connected all week. No, wait, hold on. We connected on Raya, and he's like, "What are you doing on this thing? You're in a relationship." And yeah. I totally forgot I still had the app on, and there was like this notification. So I'm like, I wanted to show. I wanted to show my boyfriend how it worked. And so Dean was the first profile that showed up. That's and I pressed funny. like the, uh, cause I said, I'm just here for friends. So I, I clicked the, the check mark and we connected. I was like, what? What did you think of my Raya profile? I didn't even check it. I just saw your face, and I was like, "Oh, what Dini song baby. do you use?" On uh, there? "Keep Your Heart Young" by Brandy Carlisle. Oh, that's nice, Vanessa. What song I do you know use? That is, I don't. I don't know. I haven't checked my profile in months. What, you do you, do you remember song. what song I use? Uh, I know you told like, us before. It was like Coldplay or something like that. No, I think it's like something with three AM. I don't know. Three AM, Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, yeah. There we go. 
Wait, you really have 3 a.m. Matchbox yeah, 1? Vanessa, I, if I guys, came across you on Raya, I totally would have You played. guys, are you guys, do you have short-term memory loss? Because we've literally had this exact same conversation <laughs> where Jared gushed over the fact that Vanessa used Matchbox 20. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's coming back to me now. I'm such a bad memory. It's terrible, bro. So, so do I, apparently. It's, it's called Keep Your Heart Young. By Brandy Carlisle. It's fantastic. Right, I, if you guys like it folk, right now. it's a good feel-good song. All right, number two. Have you ever dated a friend's ex? Now, this includes if you've ever hooked up with a friend's ex one night. Now, this oh. is an interesting question because obviously we're in the Bachelor franchise and oh, we're kind of all... I'm clear. I am. Oh, well. Yeah. Whoa. No, you don't no, know it names. doesn't really count. No, it doesn't really count because I didn't know Caitlyn before. I'm friends with Caitlyn now. Sure, that, that but I didn't count. know Caitlyn before. Yeah. You're innocent. Your hands so, are clean. So, uh, nope, I'm disqualified from this because I don't. That was count. fair. Yeah. But in, in your personal life, have you ever dated a, uh, an ex, uh, a friend's I'm ex? Dang. Yeah. I no. Have. You have. Yeah. Outside of Bachelor? Yep. Oh, okay. Was that awkward? At first, yeah. How'd that come about? The Did your friend know? Because your friend was dating this person, then they broke up, and then you started... It wasn't very serious with my friend and the girl, and then I wanted to get serious with the girl, so we just had a conversation and figured it out. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Number three. Now, uh, if you could choose... We've all been... Dean, you've been on Paradise, Winter Games, Bachelorette. Vanessa, you've been on Bachelor. Yes. Now, if you could choose, would you rather be a contestant on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. Now, this includes being the lead on one of them. If you got to choose, if producers mm. came to you and said, hey, you have a choice to either be the Bachelor, Bachelor Reed, Bachelorette, excuse me, be a contestant <laughs> on one of those shows, or be a contestant on Bachelor in Paradise, which one would you choose? Vanessa? I, I would probably choose Bachelorette, but on the condition that I can work with production to actually, so that they can hire a matchmaker to find two guys that they know would be a really great match for me, not just like random 30 people that they think that I would connect with. But you would pick being the bachelorette. Yeah. I choose zero. I choose none of them. You, you have to choose the game. I'd probably do paradise again. <laughs> Interesting. Oh. So you would not be the bachelor. There's just too much uh, pressure. And that's why I asked the question. Cause I was thinking in my head, if I had to choose, I Ashley and I were just talking about it. What would we choose? And I don't know if I choose being the bachelor. I already, I had, I don't know if I ever talked about this publicly on this podcast, but they were talking to me about being the bachelor after my season of bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, sure, but you guys have to realize it's a really bad decision for you because I don't even know if I want to get married. Yeah, I'm not ready. Mm. But that's fine. <laughs> but that's okay. You can just end up in a serious relationship. I don't see what the pressure is of like having to put a ring on it. I, I don't know. I think they should change a little bit. I, I, told, the, the, I told them, I was like, look, I, I, again, I'll do it. But I just want you to know, odds are pretty high that I probably wouldn't propose to anyone by the end of the season. You think that's why they didn't choose you? I'm sure there's many reasons why they didn't end up going with me, but... That must, I'm sure that was factored into the equation. Yeah, but Vanessa, part of being on the show is being ready for marriage. Right, but you can be ready. I was definitely ready for marriage. I mean, it's really shitty that my engagement didn't work out. I think there's a higher success rate if you could get to know each other and then get and then get proposed to and then go into marriage. I don't think you have to get engaged at the end of the show. Yeah, but that's not how the show works. I get that, but I listen. That's my mentality. I I did. I'm happy I did, and um, I'm happy I had that conversation with Nick because he was basically like, yeah. That's fair. All right, number four. Where's the strangest place you ever made whoopee? whoopee. What's a whoopee? <laughs> Sex? What are you kidding me? You never heard whoopee? I don't know what whoopee is. I bet the bubbies know what whoopee Bob, is. Hundred percent. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a, a park. You, a public park? A public park? A public park in broad daylight, I would say, is probably the weirdest place. Were there others present? Plenty of other people present. You're joking. There's actually a funny story that, that I'll share. Um, it was years ago. It was during a, a thing called SantaCon. Are you guys familiar with SantaCon? In New York? 
Uh, it's in San Francisco. I'm sure there's one in New York, Santa Monica. They're all over. It's basically just thousands of people coming together, dressing up like Santa Claus, doing a pub crawl. Uh, we were in San Francisco with like 40 of our friends and we were all obviously drinking and partying and all dressed up like Santa Claus and me and my girlfriend at the time <laughs> both decided to um, make whoopee, if you will, in Santa costumes <laughs> in the middle of a public park <laughs> in the middle of Broadway. Park. Did you get caught? No. I don't know. It just felt, oh, it, was so just it was just a Did funny situation. Did she keep the beard on? I don't know if she had a beard on, but she was in a full Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> And so was I. It's just it's just funny to think of two Santa Clauses going at it in Did the middle of the park. Did you come down the chimney? Oh, there oh, it is. is. There it is. <laughs> Vanessa, what about you? I wanted to share, but then I'm like, I know my dad listens to this podcast. Oh, so was it in your parents' like couch? No, I just don't want my parents to know that I what that is it made active? Whoopee? Yeah, that I did a whoopee in. Um, <laughs> okay, fine, I'll just share it. So I was on vacation. That was easy. And, what? I said that was easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whatever. So I was on vacation, and, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you just want to do something a little bit out of the box. And um, so we, <laughs> we walked into someone's garage and made whoopee. And there we go. Nice. Jared, so a garage. Jared, I want you to answer this question too, please. But a stranger's you? garage. Right, a stranger's garage. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. I like it. Adventurous. It's a crime. That's a crime. That's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, come down this chimney? Oh, that was the question. Appropriate. Jared, you answer the question too? Uh, yeah, it was in a basement, um, but it was, it was, it was weird. It was at my girlfriend's college at the time, but it, so it wasn't in her dorm. It was like in this basement for some reason we just thought it would be spontaneous and i ended up i ended up bending down at one point and hit my head against a pipe and i got a black eye from it, <laughs> it was ri- so so for like two months afterward i had a black eye and i i obviously lied to my parents and told them that i just i i did it while like walking into the gym or something and banged my eye while it really was trying to make whoopee in the basement all right number five uh, on this podcast, we were talking last week about how we should learn a new dating term each week. Mm-hmm. So this week, mm-hmm. have you guys ever heard of the term cuffing season? Cuffing, C-U-F-F-I-N-G. Yeah, Who hasn't heard of cuffing season? Well, Dean, Me. would you... Uh, there we go. Dean, would you care to explain what you think cuffing season is? Hold on, actually. Vanessa, what do you think it is yeah, first? Okay, cuffing, cuffing, cuffing. As in cuffs. Like, yeah, yeah. Cuffing, cuffing season. season. Oh, I know, I know. Winter. Yeah, very good. Win- you cough a lot it? in the winter. Yes. Cough a lot all the time. You know, it's just cold. Yeah, cuffing season. It's no, when it's, when like you want to, you want to, no, because you want to, like, um, you want to make sure you're settling down with someone because it's cold, and you want to like be cozy with someone. So like, like you're cu- like you're arresting them. It's like musical chairs. The music's like gonna stop. You better get a chair quickly. Totally. It is Grab the, somebody now. It is. Is that what you thought it was, Dean? Well, yeah, of course. Oh, of course, you know what it is. It is described as during the fall and winter months, people who would normally rather be single or promiscuous yes. find themselves, along with the rest of the world, desiring to be cuffed. Or tied down by a serious relationship, the cold weather and prolonged indoor activity causes singles to become lonely and desperate to be cuffed. Now, that obviously goes to the opposite of that, which is uncuffing season, usually during the spring and summer months when people who are previously in relationships during the winter break, uh, they break up with their girlfriend or boyfriend to be free for the summer and warm months so you can play the field and not be tied down during the best times of your life. Cuffing season and uncuffing season. Dean, does cuffing season affect you? Do you get those desires as your as the guy who celebrates non-monogamy? I think the thing that uh, messes with me most is just my friends' practice cuffing season, and so it's like when all your good friends are you know kind of Single. coupling up, 
over the oh. over the winter months, that yep. kind of thing. Then you're kind of like, oh well, why am I not doing that? Mm. Um, but no, I don't know. It's, we live in LA. It's summer year round here. Basically, isn't it quite ironic that uncuffing season occurs during Bachelor in Paradise? Um, so it's like uncuffing. You're going on Paradise to kind of like meet singles, but yet the entire idea of the show is to get engaged. Yeah, isn't it? I, don't know. I, I feel badly uh, suggesting this, but. Maybe five questions? Yeah, it's yeah, long. Yeah, it's, it's, it's long right now. It's being long. For you guys. I have a question for you guys. Do you guys know what BDE means? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mark's got it. Oh. <laughs> Pete Davidson's got it. <laughs> What's PDE? What, what is it? PED? BDE. What's that? Big, Big dick, dick energy. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I just figured that one out. I was like, whoa, that's... This, right, this that room was... is overflowing with BDE right now. <laughs> <laughs> Between Mark Easton and Jared, it's just... Four it's men with BDE. BDE. All right, that was five questions with Dean and Vanessa. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I do have a couple of emails I want to get to before we go because I find these... I love when we get unique questions that we've never heard before. Kelsey... I don't make much money, but my boyfriend has a corporate job and his paychecks are three to four times mine. We're looking at apartments and we found one we love. When discussing what I could afford, I offered basically my bi-monthly paycheck and he offered less than one quarter of his salary, which is still more than mine. However, we're still short on rent and he asked if I could increase my budget, but I really can't. I feel like as my boyfriend, he should understand that I don't have any money and he makes a lot more money. He shouldn't be asking me to add more money. Am I being overly sensitive or do I make a valid argument? Valid argument. Okay. So, yes, I think things should be split 50-50. I'm someone who, like, takes pride in working and making my own money. But... At the end of the day, like my 50% might be very different than someone else's 50%. I dated someone, hold on, I dated someone that um, wanted a luxurious like place to live in. And I was like, well, all I can afford is X amount of money per rent. So I said, well, all I can offer is this amount of money per rent, uh, this amount of money per month for rent. And if you want to get this specific place, then you're going to have to put in whatever, um, whatever half that I can afford. And I think that was fair because it was I was still paying my rent and they wanted to live in something that I couldn't afford at the time. So that was my 50 percent. Really, That kind of goes against what you're saying earlier, though. It's about the, the complete opposite the situation with the bubbies here. Is, I, feel, I feel like you're but st- listen, if you're making more money and you want to live somewhere that's a little bit more that's that the person can't afford then how is that fair so then let's live according to the person who makes less money i I agree i think that you should set your budget before you begin looking and if someone wants to stay somewhere that's more expensive then you just say okay this is what i was supposed to pay if you want to live in this area that's on you but this is our budget we can get a place somewhere else with that money that's good advice yeah yeah you have to compromise before you guys even think about Mm -hmm. getting a place um because yeah. it should be like it all it all depends on what you discuss. It should be fifty fifty if you guys want it to be fifty fifty, or if you think you're gonna get married and, and want to combine bank accounts, then one person should pay and it's all one lump sum of, <laughs> of rent. By the way, I have an update on my living situation if anyone's curious. Oh, great. I'm moving out of my house uh, in May and I'm gonna move full time into a van. Hmm, interesting, oh isn't my it? God. <laughs> Stop it, really? <laughs> for three months. I'm subleasing my room in my house for three months, May to August. Uh, I've wanted to do van life for a long time now. Mark's giving me a weird look. It's uh, just baffling to me, I but I guess with you, I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I've, wa- I've wanted to live in a van for a long time. I know I need to do it while I'm still young and still single. Um, it's kind of like do you f- do you follow this guy on Instagram? I think he's from Montreal. He's like really good looking, and he lives in a van. No, I'll send you his Instagram page. But anyway, he like he. It looks like he has like a, such a fulfilling life, and I'm like, damn, I want that. Yeah. Does what he- is appealing about living in a van? 
Um, I mean, it's just like a nomadic experience. You're kind of responsible for where you sleep and where you wake up. And I don't know. It just seems like something that you can do to kind of get away from everything for Will a little bit. Will you travel bit. America? Or? Yeah, I'm going to drive up to like Yosemite or like over to Arizona and go to like Grand Canyon Zion, those types of places. I've always wanted to see the uh, Mount Rushmore. I know that's kind of more of a flight thing. That's a long drive, but it's always a possibility. What but, type of van are we talking about? Like yeah. an old school VW Westphalia like with a pop top. <laughs> oh, that's a good van. Yeah. Cool, They're yeah. a little bit more pricey than I thought they were going to be. Um, I'm also going to be in Europe for like a month in July, and so I'm like, well, I might as well just, you know. You should buy the mystery machine. Yeah, that'd be cool. I could be scuba. I could totally see Dean driving around on the mystery machine, living out of there. Zoinks. I edit this podcast so I don't have to live in a van. (laughs) That's why I'm here. It's just interesting how different our goals are right now. (laughs) I mean, hey, look, like I said, I've always wanted to do it. I lived in an RV for four years when I was a little kid. So maybe this is like me returning to my roots. My brother has done it for the past like five years and he seems to be pretty happy with it. And it fits your nomadic lifestyle. You're always traveling and you're not tied down. I will say I can can imagine it'll make me significantly less appealing to the opposite sex. But that's fine. That's just, you know, that's just... I don't think so. I don't think so. How are you that gonna, means you have more money in your bank account. Well, it's not really that that I'm doing it for. How are you going to clean yourself? Uh, well, that's the thing, Mark. Is that, I just, that's the, the, I just I, won't. I think a big negative to the <laughs> oh, females. God. No, I'll get gym memberships. I'll go cleaning myself in the ocean every once in a while. There are ways it could be done. I was in Mexico, remember, last year or last year for like two weeks living in an RV with Courtney. Didn't shower once. Smelled oh. phenomenal. Oh. You want to tell Mark and Easton what you just started using again? I just started using soap again. You guys would all be pleased to know. Oh. That, that deserves a round of applause that right there. Awesome. Yeah. Congrats, Dean. Wow. Yeah. There was a, there's a story behind it that I probably shouldn't share, but I'm going to anyways. Uh, I got a rash all over my stomach. I, which I thought oh, to, yeah, I remember that. Which I thought to be shingles. I thought that I contracted shingles at one point. Um, turns out it was just contact dermatitis. It was like an allergic reaction to something. But... It was on my stomach for maybe a couple of weeks, and I was like, this is just getting worse. It's not really getting any better. Mm-hmm. And I started using soap, and the soap started just to clear it right up. So yeah, Soap's amazing like that. I'll, I'm going to stand up it's and show you guys right now. It's oh, actually, great. It's actually gotten a little bit worse wow. over the past Ooh, couple of days. Gee, look at that. It's a rash, Vanessa. Yeah, I don't know how excited you should be over that. It's a very sexy rash, but it's a like rash nonetheless. It's a like rash. scarred over, too. I don't know what's going on. It's not It's not the best thing in the world. That's but That's all right. A months. I, I think, remember when I was in LA. Yep. Uh, I think I got it skydiving back in January. I stayed in like this bunkhouse for a couple of days. Um, but Are you yeah, back so, to underwear or no? No, 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 no underwear. No. Just yet. You don't but, have to uh, prove that. Who needs underwear? But I'm, using, I'm using body soap at least once, probably like two out of every three days. Oh. Shampoo and condition once a week. Baby steps. Baby uh, steps. Yeah. My, skin, wanted, my skin's never been drier. Sorry. No, you're fine. I love talking about your skin. I just wanted to ask one more thing about that last email to Vanessa before we move on. Vanessa, if the roles were reversed and it was the girl that had to support the guy by paying more in rent, would you still agree to that? 100%. Well, that's yeah. just the PC answer, though. No, it's not. It's really not. All right. I was just curious. I was curious. Next email from Claudia. I've been with my now ex for only six months. I just found... I had been with my now ex, sorry, for only six months. I just found out that during the exclusive time, not like putting a label on it time, but we were exclusive, my boyfriend cheated on me twice. I instantly broke up with him when I found out, and now I'm second-guessing myself. I really loved him, and he says he really loved me, too. He also said he's not going to give up on us, but he also cheated on his previous girlfriend. Is it worth taking him back, or am I right to have broken up with him right away? All right. Here's what makes me frustrated about this email. What does it mean, I just found out during the, quote, exclusive, but, but not, not like, like putting, putting a, a label, label on it. Look, I just found out about this, too, with uh, the morning show, with the Seacrest Morning Show staff. Yeah. Now, apparently now, and you guys are in the dating world, so you can confirm this for me. There is exclusive time, and then there is boyfriend-girlfriend time. Those are two separate levels of the relationship. I hate everybody. I agree. That's this is nonsense so stupid. to me. 
I think, what does that even mean? So boyfriend and girlfriend, you could you're still dating other people? No, no, no. That comes after the the conversation. First is we're not sleeping with other people. Got it. Then the next conversation months later is you're my boyfriend or you're my girlfriend. I think that once you say you're not sleeping with other people, then they become. I your agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree too. I think it's exclusive. <laughs> not like we're exclusive sleeping together. We're I, just exclusive to each other emotionally. I'm willing to bet that Claudia and him never had that exclusive talk. I bet you that mm-hmm. she just that, that she thought it was assumed that they were in the exclusive period. He probably didn't think the same thing. He was hooking up with other girls. At least, uh, hopefully, at the very least, he was honest about it. Sounds like he might. Well, have it been, sounds like she, he was. Why she wouldn't have known? I don't consider. Was that he cheating. honest or was he, did he get caught? I don't consider that cheating. If he was honest, what? if he was honest about sleeping with other girls, yeah, she asked him, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I am hooking up with other How girls." How is that not cheating? Because they were never labeled as boyfriend girlfriend. Because here's the thing: oh. I think you can't assume that you're exclusive just because you're hooking up with exactly. somebody. You have to have a conversation about it. That's what makes me frustrated right. about today's dating. It's like, well, mm-hmm. we're not boyfriend girlfriend, but we're not seeing other people, and it's like, well, what does that even mean? Right. Why would you not be boyfriend girlfriend if you're not going to try to work towards something? I, or or I, if you're if you're exclusive, you're boyfriend girlfriend. If you're not exclusive, you're not. Well, I think Claudia needs to have that conversation with him. If the she if she wants to actually be exclusively boyfriend and girlfriend, then yeah, whatever. Give him another chance. I, maybe there was some miscommunication, and you thought that you guys were exclusive. And that's why he quote unquote cheated. But maybe and Claudia, we just want to say we love you and we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. <laughs> but you're the, the headline. Am I wrong for breaking up with my cheating boyfriend? He's not your boyfriend. I will say, too, that the second paragraph kind of sticks out where he said where she says, I really loved him. And he says he really loved me, too. You're not really saying you love someone unless you're in a relationship with them. And if you love someone, you're probably not looking up other people. So I would say maybe he's lying. I don't know. People just mess around with each other's heads, I find. We clearly need more information on this. The bottom line is you need to decide what is important to you and what your standards are for a relationship. And if you don't mind somebody who's going behind your back, then go back to him. But I don't trust that he's not going to do that again. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? No, I agree. Claudia, best thing would probably just give the same thing, ultimatum. You know, either we're going to be in a relationship and work towards something or we're not. Although I don't believe in the whole ultimatum thing either, but it sounds like something has to happen. Why There's no you trust in the here. You can't trust because how, how often does a good relationship start off with yeah, an ultimatum? Yeah, ultimatums are not good. Well, it doesn't start off like this. They've been, uh, I've been with my ex for six months. Six months. I've been given the ultimatum thing before. Um, I think she just needs to have an honest conversation with him and that is yeah. her form of ultimatum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if he cheat, if you feel that you were cheated on, and you know he cheated on an ex, you're going into this without any trust whatsoever, right. and well, what, that's not right. a great relationship. What she needs to do is just clearly define their relationship. If he if their boyfriend girlfriend, and they both agree to understand that, and then he hooks up with someone else again, and that isn't defined in their relationship before, then that's when you know that you don't have to ever trust this guy again. Exactly. In my opinion, now I feel like it's almost too much of a gray area right now. Right. So that's why, to Mark's point, communication, figure it out, set out the bar- uh, parameters of the relationship. And then hope for the best. <laughs> Emily says, I met a guy recently and we have so much in common. We even kissed a few times. Wow. After a few days of talking to him, he dropped the bomb that he has a four-year-old son. Oh. He's essentially separated from him due to the state court system. Hmm. I know I'm nowhere near ready entering into that type of situation in a serious way. My question is, would it be bad to hang out with him casually or should I just shut it down right now? Hmm. And is it bad for me to have this be a deal breaker? Mm, it's not bad. Well, think, wait, what's the state court system? That's a good, a whole bunch of information there that's missing. Yeah. Right, exactly. So that would be my red flag. Oh, like why? Because maybe he did something to deserve to be separated from his kid? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, maybe. 
That's a bad. That thing. would be the red flag. The fact that he has a kid, not a deal breaker. I think it's important for someone that has a child to make sure that they get to know the person before they introduce them to their to their kid. And a kid should never be a deal breaker. Well, but also uh, depends what what I mean. It uh, hold on. It also depends at what stage you are in your life. Right. If you're older, like in my like now in my thirties, my pool of men are very different compared to when I was in my younger twenties. And in my younger 20s, I may not have thought that that's what I wanted um, a type of relationship to be. But the only red flag is really why state court system. Yeah, what did he do that the state required he can't be near his son? Right. If you're 21, 22, and you don't get involved with somebody with a kid, that's your prerogative. I don't think that makes you a bad person by any means. At all. We don't know your name, but it's fine. But also, I wouldn't hang out with him casually. I think I should just if you want to date a single dad. Go date a single dad. If totally. you don't, don't. But I wouldn't hang out with him casually and kind of see where it goes. You think it's leading him on mm-hmm. too much? I think it's uh, it's preparing everybody for heartbreak. I think I it's all, yeah. all bad. But if yeah. the chemistry's there... Then you know. should hang out with him not casually and as uh, a relationship. It sounds like she's finding a reason to hang out with him. Clearly, she's drawn to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you got to accept the kid. I mean, I've dated girls with kids in the past, full well knowing that mm-hmm. I'm not ready to be a father anytime soon. There's less pressure mm-hmm. knowing that it's not going to necessarily be your own kid, but you could be like a supplementary figure. Did you break their hearts? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's not like I asked them afterwards. Did I, did I, hey, I start, <laughs> hey, are you heartbroken? Okay, cool. Well, you see you know later. if you break someone's heart. Like, yeah, I you would know if I don't the girl's it, heartbroken. It never got to the point of that. Okay. Like, it didn't, didn't progress that far. It was, I mean, it was just casual dating. Did it right? get to the point where you met the kid and hung out with the kid? No. So I guess I, that is okay. obviously a big step too, right? Right, because then you could break the kid's heart too, and you don't want to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. of course, no. God no. I mean, I'm a kid at the end of the day, so living in a van <laughs> with shingles. <laughs> he doesn't want to shower. <laughs> all right, is that it? That'll do we it. done with the emails today? Well, that's all we got for you. All right, perfect. Well, always please send your emails in. That's our favorite part of the show. And a big thank you to 23andMe by your health and ancestry service kit today at 23andMe.com slash Dean. Uh, big thank you to OpenFit. You can get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in only 30 days when you text Dean, D-E-A-N, to 303030. Dean, how does it feel to have all these codes be your name? I love it. It's, a, it power, it's a real power trip, honestly. As it well should be. A uh, big thank you to the Bubbies for coming in. You can check out their new t- television show on JLTV at 8 p.m. Bubbies know best. And I suck at dating at iHeartMedia.com. Yes, that is the email address where you can keep sending those emails to. Thank you to Blake Hortzman. We're excited to see him back on The Bachelor tonight. And, of course, in Paradise this summer. Mark, Easton, Amy, you guys are wonderful. Vanessa, you're beautiful as always. Dean. Love you guys. Thanks for having me on as a guest today, guys. I really appreciate it. (laughs) You're the best. Stop that. This is your podcast. So, hopefully. So, uh, why don't you end it, Dean? Um, anyways, this is another episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to tune in next week because maybe I'll suck a little bit less. Follow Help I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, cool. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. 
Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.